The world of real estate investing is always changing. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, attorney and author Natalia Willett Grice has the expertise to provide valuable guidance on how to navigate the complexities of real estate investing. This is the Legacy Academy. Hello and welcome to the Legacy Academy. I'm your host, Justin Grice, the COO of LCO Law, and with me is my wife, attorney Natalia Willett Grice, the owner of LCO Law and the author of four amazing real estate investment books that you need to check out. You can find them on Amazon by clicking the link in the description here. Um, so today we're going to start talking about real estate contracts. As we were fleshing out the idea of doing real estate contracts, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do an episode on real estate contracts, and we found that we can't cover everything that you need to know, everything that we feel responsible to tell you in a single episode. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about backing out of a contract, okay? So we know that you understand what a contract is as a real estate investor. It's an important document. It can make or break your investments. Um, and these are really the most important part of your deal. So you need to know your rights and your responsibilities when it comes to these real estate transactions, right? So today we're going to focus again on how you can legally back out of a deal without the painful repercussions. Uh, so Natalia, can you give us a couple of ideas, common reasons why real estate investors might want to back out of a contract or might need to back out of a contract? Well, so, you know, property is unique and it's got uh, all sorts of things that can happen, but reasons why you might need to actually back out of a contract is, you know, like, hey, the condition of the property is nowhere near what you expected it to be. Mm -hmm. uh, your financing backed out, right? Your hard money lenders, your private lenders decided, no, I'm not interested. Or there might be title defects uh, relating to the property that you didn't think you were going to have to deal with, right? Sure. Like, oh my God, what do you mean I have to do a probate or I have to do a quiet title suit or, you know, a myriad of any other type of litigation to clean up title to this property? Right, right. So those are some of the common reasons why you might need to back out of a contract. All right. Can you explain the concept of contingencies in a real estate contract and how they relate to backing out of them? Right, so let's talk about what is a contingency. A contingency is just like, hey, if this happens, then this other thing can take place, right? Sure. So it's an if-then. So it's the reason that you can back out of a deal or terminate the contract, cancel the contract legally. <laughs> um, and there's different types of contingencies in real estate contracts. It can be you know, an inspection contingency, a loan or financing contingency, appraisal contingencies, uh, if you've got subject to contracts, it might be that like, hey, there's a maximum indebtedness that you've been told you'd have to assume. And like you want to make sure that if the indebtedness, the real indebtedness is way more than that, you can get out of it. Yep. Um, you know, other contingencies like the HOA has to approve the buyer. Uh, the seller has to provide clear title or maybe the seller has to make certain repairs before you're willing to close on the property. It all depends on the nature of the transaction. But those are some common contingencies that can assist a buyer in getting out of a deal. Okay, excellent. So how can a real estate investor ensure that their contracts have the appropriate contingency clauses? Well, I would say first and foremost, have your contracts be drafted by real estate attorneys that practice law in the state in which the property is located. Sure. This is really important. So like I've mentioned in other episodes, real property law is so specific to the location so that like, 
uh, real property laws relating to the state of California, the state of like Mississippi, the state, of, they're all going to differ. Right? And they're going to differ from county to county within a state too. Yeah, to a degree, right? That's one of the reasons why the Florida Bar Standard Contract also has like a specific clause for Miami-Dade, right? Because they have unique little uh, provisions there just for that county. So yes, you need to have that be drafted by a real estate attorney. And if you don't have a contract that's drafted by a real estate attorney that's licensed in the state, you need it to have it at least be reviewed by a real estate attorney licensed in the state where the property is located so that they can tell you like, here's all the gaps and all the holes yeah. and what you're missing and what these connection. are your blind spots, right? These are your blind spots. And you know, these are the contingency clauses that you are completely missing right now that would be able to protect you if any of those things that I talked about before happen. Okay. Are there any specific time frames or deadlines uh, within which investors can back out of a contract without a penalty? So this depends entirely on the contract. Right, okay. on the language of the contract yes, itself. right, because the, the timelines are set by the parties, right? Uh, and uh, a sales purchase sales transaction is a creature of contract, so it is completely governed by that. There's no statute that's going to say, you have 30 days. For, no, okay. that doesn't so exist. Okay, so there are, there are no statutes exactly. that cover And there's no these. case law that's going to say that number, too. Okay. It's, it's the number is set by the parties, so it's got to be written down by the parties. So what you've got to focus on is, you know, like, What's your inspection period say? You know, what's your finance period? And you've got to calendar these items because whatever allows you to back out of a deal, legally terminate a contract has to be done timely. Otherwise, you're screwed. You're SOL. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Uh, what are some of the legal consequences that can arise from backing out of a real estate contract without a valid reason? So the easiest one is, you know, you're going to lose your deposit, your earnest money deposit that sure. you put on the property. Which could um, be substantial. Which could be substantial, right? Depending on the type of deal, especially if you're looking at like acquiring commercial properties. Yeah. Uh, then you're looking at tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes, depending on the deal. And, um, you know, you might get sued. The seller might ask for specific performance. The seller might ask for other damages, depending on like what kind of behavior they're allowed to take place. So like if you were a buyer in a deal and you started fixing up and repairing the property, they might sue you for damages for whatever changes you made in the property and then you backed out of the deal. Right. right. That actually happened to Elon Musk <laughs> when he was acquiring Twitter. He wanted to back out. Uh, yeah. And he was actually sued by Jack Dorsey. Yep. Yep. So, you know, like you've really got to understand what are the reasons, the valid reasons that you can end a sale purchase contract agreement relationship. And then, you know, a big a non-legal consequence that people often fail to take into account is your reputation. Okay. Oh yeah. If you're a real estate investor, you, your goal is to do more deals and then more deals and then more deals. And very quickly, reputation gets around. I mean, we know, we know in the central Florida and Tampa Bay area who are the reputable investors and who are not, right? Who are the ones that actually follow through on their word and have integrity and which ones back out of deals frequently. Yeah. And other investors will not want to do deals with you. They won't refer deals with you if you have the reputation of somebody that backs out of deals without valid reasons. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And that's one thing that people probably don't take into mm -hmm. consideration you know, outside of the legal ramifications, mm -hmm. your reputation is important. If you want to be successful, yeah. but you're known for just, you know, flaking out, flaking out, nobody's going to want to deal with you. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we've seen that there are consequences to backing out uh, without a valid reason. Are there situations where an investor can back out 
uh, even without contingencies? Are there valid reasons? Yeah, so this would be like where the seller fails to do what they're required to do under the contract, right? Because okay. there's like contingencies like I get a right to inspect or I, you know, I have a right to financing and if I don't get approved by whomever my lender is, then, you know, I can back out timely. But if the seller fails to do their part under the contract, then you can also back out because they've breached. So you give them notice that they've breached. They have a a little opportunity to cure, to repair that breach. And if they don't, you can legally back out of the deal, right? So if like... And still get your deposit back. Yes, exactly. So like like if the seller um, was supposed to give you clean title or the seller was supposed to sign the paperwork to get the payoffs that are necessary for the property or the seller was supposed to repair uh, HOA violations, right? And they didn't do these things. Mm -hmm. And you give them notice like, hey, you you got like five days to get this done. (laughs) Right. And they don't. Then you can legally terminate the agreement because they breached first. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you have to give them time to cure? Yes. You do. You do have to give reasonable opportunity to cure. Okay. Okay. And reasonable depends on the circumstances of what it is that needs to be done, right? Like you can't say, I need this by tomorrow. (laughs) Well, and you can't say like, you need to repair the entire roof in three days. That's not reasonable for that. But you can say like, you need to sign the payoff paperwork in three days. Nope. That's reasonable for that. All right, so what are some common mistakes that investors make that you've seen when they're backing out of a real estate deal? Uh, the number one mistake investors make is failing to give timely notice. They just don't calendar things, right? So if you're entering into real estate contracts, the moment that you sign that contract, you need to put all your timelines on the calendar, okay? And and make it so that the due date for inspections and everything else is a couple of days before the actual date. Okay? Yeah. Give yourself that little float period. period. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's the biggest one because... When we get the calls of like, hey, this happened and I want to get my earnest money deposit back and, you know, they won't sign this. I take a look and I'm like, yeah, you didn't give timely notice. Right. <laughs> it's like the biggest, biggest mistake. Right. And then at that point, it's like, OK, well, um, yeah, the other side has a valid, legitimate claim for wanting to keep the deposit and the title company is just going to interplead those funds. You're going to lose a lot of this deposit to attorney's fees. So try to negotiate out of it. So that's one big one. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that. The other one is what they're putting in the notice. If they do timely do it, right? Give the basis under the contract for why you are backing out or terminating. Sure. Okay, right? So like, hey, um, you know, I'm doing it because it's like I inspected and it was not up to par, right? So you're that way you're reflecting to the timely provision of inspection period. Right. Or... It didn't appraise at what it was supposed to appraise, right? But you've got to put that into. You can't just say like, "No, I want to cancel the contract." Why? Why? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, that actually kind of leads me into this next question: Is like, can investors back out of a contract if they discover undisclosed issues or defects with the property itself? So, yes, if it's done during the inspection period, uh, one. One big, like, uh, nightmarish practice that I saw between wholesalers during the height of the pandemic and, you know, when property values skyrocketed is that they were entering into these contracts without an inspection period. Ah. (laughs) So they were, um, you know, making it impossible to back out of a deal based on the condition of the property because they literally said zero inspection period. Mm. Well, inspections isn't just a condition of the property. Inspections is allows you to look at permits. Yep. It allows you to look at the title history of the property and see if like there's any potential claims there. Um, 
what I would say is like, one of the things that you can back out of a contract for an undisclosed issue with the property is like, you enter into a contract with somebody who's acting as the seller, it's just one person, and it's their homestead, and they fail to tell you that they're married. Okay. And their spouse didn't sign. Well, that's it's invalid. Sure. Right? They can't convey their homestead property without their spouse being involved. Okay. So there are little tiny things like that, but um, generally, you you can only back out for undisclosed issues or defects if you do it within the inspection period, and you gave yourself an inspection period. Yeah. Okay. Um. Can you explain the difference between a verbal agreement and a written contract when it comes to backing out? Because um, a lot of these handshake deals, they still happen despite us telling them it's stupid, Well, but it still happens. So let's start out with, first of all, the statute of frauds says that agreements to buy and sell property must be written to be enforceable. Okay. So they're right. not valid if they're oral. So verbal agreements in general not, are not they're even not, enforceable. No, no. Okay. You're at that point. You, you're trying to like. You'd have to file a lawsuit for like unjust enrichment of something if there was an exchange of money between the parties. And again, that's not for sale of land. <laughs> so, no. Okay. So first of all, start there. But there are a lot of people that make oral modifications, right? Like we talked about in the leases episode, they make oral modifications to written agreements. Um, now, are those oral modifications enforceable? depends it depends it depends so if you have a contract for real estate that says that has a clause a provision that says listen this is it this is the contract no external oral agreements will modify this like it doesn't matter what we said outside of this this these are the terms then you're a lot more protected from those oral modifications but many of these like forums that investors download online don't have those provisions right right? so what does that mean it means that like if you talked on the phone with like jimmy and jimmy's like yeah i'll give you an inspection period of five days but your agreement said zero well now you've got an issue there as to was it five days to get out of the deal and inspect or was it zero days to get out of the deal and inspect right Mm -hmm. so the difference is like verbal modifications to your written contracts can really make or break you and the terms within those written contracts can protect you or harm you if they're not there. Yeah. And you got to be careful what you say and yeah. what you agree to. And yes. Yes. Yeah. Keep communications in writing when it comes to dealing with the other side. Excellent. Excellent. Um, can you discuss any alternative options available to investors instead of completely backing out of a contract? Well, yeah. I mean, like, depending on, on the value of the deal to you, right? If... Um, if you don't want to terminate the agreement, right? Always give timely notice if there's some like a valid reason for you to back out. Yeah. Give timely notice. But you can also ask for extensions or like see if like maybe you can grant an extension for the seller to do what they were supposed to do if it's something having to do with what the seller's supposed to comply with. How does that jive with your oral modification thing? Oh well, I would make sure that those are all in writing. Okay. Like like written, written extensions, signed by both parties, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, maybe you can make a counter offer, right? Like, oh, um, you know, you said that like in a subject to transaction that I'd be taking over $390,000 in debt. Well, it looks like it's a $410,000 debt. So let's reduce the price of the contract by 30 grand. Um, and they might be willing to, to go forth with that. Right. Um, 
you might also maybe offer to see if like they're interested in giving you seller financing if your lender's backed out, right? It might be that your seller only needs X amount of cash to do what they need to do next and they're willing to give you some seller financing for the remaining balance that you would have otherwise needed private financing to do. Sure. Okay. So there are options uh, and that's where you kind of get into like going into being creative, but you do have to see how the other side is behaving in, other, in order to like offer these things, you yeah. know, are they somebody that's got integrity or not? Okay. <laughs> um, so with a lot of these deals, title companies have to be involved in Florida, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, does the title company have to give investors their deposit back if they back out timely and with a valid basis? So generally, yes, but in practice, title companies are, you know, title companies have title insurance underwriters. These are the people that give them the license to be an agent and act on their behalf and close these deals. And so when there's a dispute, Even if you have a valid and timely reason to terminate the contract and you say, I'm entitled to that deposit, title companies are going to want a release and termination agreement signed by both parties. Okay. They're doing it because of their underwriter requirements, right? CYA. CYA, right? That's costly, though, for, for you as a buyer or a seller. So it's kind of like you have to understand this is the cost of doing business. How so? Why, why is it expensive? It's expensive because if the other side doesn't want to sign... Even if you have a valid reason, what's going to happen? It's going to, the money's going to stay stuck into the account of the title company mm-hmm. until and unless they interplead it. Interplead means that they're filing it in court. They're going to get their, the title company's going to get their attorney's fees first for just having filed the interpleader and the court costs for having filed the interpleader. Right. Meaning that that earnest money deposit is going to go from maybe three grand to like a thousand dollars left to dispute. And then you're going to have to get your attorney to send a set of a letter of demand to the other side about it. Right. And depending on the contract's terms, maybe you'll get that money back. Maybe you don't get that money back. Yeah. But you're already paying out. But you're already paying out. Right. And so you might already be under. So some investors have additional clauses in which they say, if I give, you know, valid and timely notice terminating this, then you agree in advance that the title company will not need anything additional signed for this money to be returned to me. Like they, it's kind of like a super hyper emphasis on that. Yeah, it's a kind of a preemptive to, strike. It's a preemptive way of, of seeing if you can get these title companies to release the money. Now, more more title companies that are like investor friendly might be comfortable with this. Some still aren't, even if the term's there. Sure. Okay. All right. So lastly, what are three things an investor must do to legally back out of a real estate contract? All right. So number one, start out with a contract that actually gives you the ability to do so. Yes. Start out with a contract that has those clear contingencies uh, for what allows you to terminate a contract timely. Uh, Number two, Timely give written notice to everyone involved, okay? Give notice not just to the other side, but to the title company. Yep. So they can't say, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yep. To the realtors involved, if any. To the lenders involved, if any. Just give timely notice to everyone. Uh, and then three, I would say, you know, always have a, in the back of your mind, like in the you know back office, let's call it, a negotiable solution ready, right? So like an extension, maybe some seller financing, like things like that. A back pocket contingency. A back pocket, a back pocket option, right? So that um, the, the wheels of business continue to turn. Okay. 
Thank you so much for joining us. And if you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast application. And then tune in every Monday to get more tips on how to avoid investing's legal pitfalls and take your real estate business to the next level. You can also find us online at lcolawfl.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Legacy Academy FL.